So my name is Angela Montano. This is Prayer on the Air. Welcome. We come together from 53 different countries to pray. And even as you pray for someone else, you're praying for yourself. And we pray about anything that concerns us from the smallest, most trivial, you know, possibly what you would think of as petty to, and the most personal to the most planetary. So we come together from many different religions, Jews, Christians, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, atheist. Uh, many of us are spiritual, but not religious. That's a new category in and of itself. I consider this podcast to be uh, activity in the mind of God. It is a global prayer without ceasing community in which we support one another through prayer in maintaining, drum roll, perceptions of wholeness that heals. Perception of wholeness that heals. Perceptions of wholeness that heals. So I don't know how long you've been up today. It's morning, 10 a.m. my time. I've been up for, you know, several hours. And how many thoughts have I believed already that would be fragmented? Now, how would I know if it's a fragmented perception or a whole, whole or one of wholeness? I know that by, am I worried? Am I scared? Am I dreading? If there's any resistance, it suggests that I'm seeing through the glass dimly. I'm seeing the beautiful world through fear rather than love. So we are here to bring ourselves into alignment with the love that is, the love that you are, the love that I am. Uh, if you would like to come to the podcast live, go to my website, AngelaMontano.com, and you'll receive an invitation with me from me with the Zoom link. This is completely uh, free of charge and an incredible opportunity to tap into potential that you have for a peace, potential that you have for fun, for lightness of being. Because when we pray, we come into these, uh, it's almost like a less serious way of being even though it may seem like, well, it, you know, we may pray about what we would categorize as, as, you know, various, very serious things occurring. So as you listen to this podcast, you are invited to enter into a state of prayerfulness where you open to healing miracles and love on behalf of yourself and others. So we begin with an opening prayer. And then after that, I take prayer requests. So you can write your prayer request in the chat if you're here live or raise your virtual hand. Let us pray. Ooh, sorry. See, I have to turn this around. Here we go. Let us pray. How 
can it be? How can it possibly be that all is well? When I think about this, that, and the other, I can't conclude all is well. And yet if I sit here and bring all my attention to this moment, being with you right now, my feet on the floor, put my hands on the desk around myself, if I look around the room I'm in, I look at you, all is well in this holy instant. All is well. As we turn within to prayer, we are turning away from believing stressful thoughts. We're turning away from being hypnotized by obsession with past and future. And we're willing to become more and more curious about and interested in the invisible loving intelligence that is operating right here and right now and does not need the help of your fear, of your believing thoughts. That would be based in fear, false evidence appearing real. So I accept that something magnificent is already happening as I, as you, become even more willing to give up our obsession with past and future. How are things going to turn out? How are things going to turn out? Well, gosh darn it, had I done this different? Had I done that different? Well, had they done this different? Had they done that different? Then we'd be in a better situation for the future. This is all thought. The future never comes. It is always now and now and now. And the past is but a story. A story, it's a conglomerate, a con like a conglomeration of thoughts. It's gone, it's over. Our interpretation, you know, we don't even know that there's any accuracy there. And yet to be here now, to see what you see, to smell what you smell, to taste what you taste, to hear what you hear, and to feel the wholeness that is. And then to simply carry that with you now and now and now. This is the opening prayer that comes forth as we engage in a releasing and a letting go of fear and an awakening to the wholeness that is. This is beyond ego, it's beyond conceptual. And yet the heart, your heart, my heart, knows. There's a knowingness. This Prayer on the Air episode is deeply and powerfully blessed. It's our 101st episode. Brand new. And so I let it be blessed and very blessed. Again, what is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard. What is to be released is released. And that which is to be embraced is embraced. Amen. Amen. Amen.
So Hans is going to start us off today. Hey, darling. Hello, Angela. Thank you. Hi. hi. I'm not sure how to get into what I'm heading at today. I realized in the past year, probably, that whenever I have to things like non-dual thinking and there comes up a dual conversation in my mind at the same time like let's take the word all as well or the concept or the bonus oh, when I'm in a particular frame of heart I I think I get some light from that but when I'm then my mind sets in or another part of me however you call it and says ah, that's not true look at yourself you've had a stroke so you're not whole your your health is compromised and Oh, look at the world that everything is well. There's war in one place and there's whatever in another place. And well, there's conflict in yourself. So there's this dialogue going on and this uh, double meaning of the same word. So when there's not double meaning, meaning like two, two meanings, like wholeness from a non-dual perspective and wholeness from a that mind perspective which is not the same obviously so the mind gets in there and so basically what i'll ask for in frame of reference to this is clarity uh, um, that at least during my prayers my I, I have a clarity towards those beautiful truths and that the confusion is turns down its volume a little bit. That's probably what I asked for. Yes, beautiful. And I so appreciate you bringing this forward. And I love how you say, you know, I don't know quite how to get into this. I mean, you've articulated it beautifully, but these things are so difficult to put into words. And it's always good simply to trust and give it a try. I just really appreciate your doing that. So this is a really beautiful thing for us to unpack. And first of all, I just want to talk about non-dual. Like I, I, there's so many different forms of prayer. And yet, ultimately, the kind of prayer I practice, and I can't say I practice this 100% of the time, but generally speaking, um, it is my aim to always practice non-dual prayer, right? If my mind is divided, I, I'm not sure what kind of prayer I'm practicing. But in oneness, you know, even in affirmative prayer, it is God is, love is, light is, peace is, prosperity is, health is, wellness is, these verities of God is and then step two is i am i am the essence i am the consciousness of all that god is i am peace i am prosperous i am prosperity i should say i am health i am wellness and then that third step so you you realize that all that God is, you are. Now, if you look to the appearance, maybe I'm saying I am prosperity, 
and maybe my income went down. Well, how can I be prosperity? Now I'm looking to the world. I'm looking to the world. Verify this for me, right? I'm quickly, I want to believe my thoughts that say, well, look at this. Your income dropped, so you cannot possibly be prosperity. That would only be true if, you know, more money was in the bank account, you know, or as you said, you know, how can I be health? How can I be health if I have, you know, experienced a stroke? How can I be health? No, no, I've got a demerit there. there there's something not happening there, right? That would be the appearance. Now, as long as we believe our interpretation of life, right? As long as we believe that, we're on that karmic wheel. When I say karmic wheel, you know, I mean that, that wheel of suffering. And then we, and then from, from believing we're not truly whole, all is not well because of the evidence we see in the world, watching the news, various things, um, and, and then we suffer. Now, in non-dual prayer, when we say prosperity is, like in the example I gave where, oh, my income went down, but prosperity is, this is activating faith. Like maybe there's a lot more to prosperity than what's in my checking account or my savings account right now. Maybe there's a lot more to prosperity than even money. Maybe there's a lot more to the reality of health than how you would judge it from having experienced what we refer to as a stroke. So it requires this, you must be like a child to enter the kingdom. You must be so open-minded to inner prayer. The ego is the know-it-all mind. I know what a stroke is. I know what a war is. I know what prosperity is. I know, I know, I know. When we enter into prayer, we enter into I don't know. Maybe the way I judge health or wealth is completely culturally defined. So we had to, to, to enter into the I don't know mind. And that first, I mean, I'm sorry, that third step of affirmative prayer I, you know, we open to where is the wholeness of health, for example, where you are? Where is the movement of prosperity where someone is that perhaps their income went down? So that's how humble and open we must be. And, it, and that, that's a very amazing step in the affirmative prayer uh, methodology. Realization. Realization. What if your health and wholeness is more real than what and how you think of it? What and how you think of yourself? So in that third step, the realization comes like, and, and, and when I say realization, it's just an openness, really. Like I'm open to the wholeness and the health that is. And then that fourth step is gratitude. Wow. Wow. There is greater wholeness. Wow. 
there's greater health than I would interpret. Then I would think, 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 think. Right? Don't believe your thoughts, right? We limit our world. The finite mind is not God. The finite mind, as I'm referring to it, is ego edging God out. It's the world I've created in order to survive believing in duality. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to make it. There's a success. There's a failure. There's a good. There's a bad. There's a way I want to be. There's a way I don't want to be. I believe all those preferences. That's my own personal hell. That's your own personal hell. Believing all these limited thinking. And I I really, sometimes I, <clears throat> I don't care about God. I just want it to work out for me according to my limited thinking. Just give me my idea of a good day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, but evidently, I'm more than that. You know, in, in, in The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck, he says, you know, if we postulate a loving universe, a loving, vast unknown, what does this vast unknown, loving universe want of us? And, and, and it's in a section in the book called The Alpha and the Omega. And he says, the universe, or he uses the word God, wants us to grow up and be itself, meaning it wants us to grow beyond the duality into the pure oneness that is. And he says this is the most terrifying thought that has ever occurred to the finite mind. You know, we want to put God or the universe or divine loving intelligence out there you know, I wish this thing that's more powerful than me would fix it all. What you and I are doing, it's the inward-facing journey. That, that infinite I is right here. It is closer than the breath you breathe. It is more real than your hands or feet. It is your and my true nature. And I and you have the incredible power to stand in all is well. Health is. Whether I understand it according to my finite interpretations of things or not. Satan, get ye behind me. One interpretation of that is crazy thoughts. Get ye behind me. And it could be said that every thought that is not aligned with love is a crazy thought. And so we say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, that I'm from this prayer in step five, four, gratitude. It's like, thank you that I've opened my world beyond the finite the dual to the non-dual. Uh-oh, now guess what? I can be miracle-minded because I'm not believing my right and wrong so much. Rumi, beyond right-doing and wrong-doing, there is a field. I will meet you there. That's speaking of the non-dual, the oneness, Christ consciousness, the Buddhic mind. 
And then that fifth step in affirmative prayer, non-dual prayer, is release. I let it all go. I let it all go. That's like I'm, I'm willing to let go and not think, think, think about it so much. And just allow. And then from there, our, our job is so simple we can't even imagine it's that simple. It's just see what you see, hear what you hear. Let it move you. Let, when I say it, life spontaneously arising as you. Love spontaneously arising as you. I use the word love and life simultaneously. Let it happen. Let. Let. You know, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. The only thing occurring is not knowing. Right? I don't know what I'm going to say next. You don't know what you're going to think next or write down next or, you know. But what if all of this is friendly? And then we're in that non-dual space. You know, a mind like the sky. That's that open non-dual mind. The original mind, it's called in mythology. Could you and I be open-minded and live this simply? Which is just allowing... Just follow the simple instructions. It's open-minded, empty-minded. Now, some people, when I speak about this, and I've, you know, and I've heard many other teachers speak about this, it's like, well, this sounds like it'll make me terribly ineffective. If I live this way, I'll be passive. I won't care about anything going wrong, and <clears throat> you know, or or an apparent need. So it will shift for us that nothing will feel like it goes wrong because we won't be able to divide our lives anymore into good and bad, right and wrong, should and shouldn't. We know we have desire and aversion to things, right? But that's not, that's, that's just our own resistance to things showing up, right? You know, somebody loves to watch football on Sunday. It's a great joy for them. They have an attraction to that. Someone else has an aversion to it. it. There's no right and wrong there. So what I understand, what I've already experienced, and what I've heard many people talk about when they really enter into non-dual living, is that because you're free of reaction, you're all the more effective. You're all the more responsive because it's so, the clarity of doing the next right thing is just easy. But when we're all up in our head, we're in reaction. So the football example, I should watch football. I shouldn't. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. It's a waste of time. Oh, it's so fun. Everybody's watching. Oh, I shouldn't watch. Those people get concussions, you know. Oh, it's a great national way to connect everybody together, right? You're not in all that thinking mode. You're in a being mode, an allowing mode. It's doing you and it is able to respond. It's able to respond as you. It is doing you. So we think we have to judge, 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 
and have all these opinions in order to get through life. But it's stunning that when we drop all that duality, this clarity comes forth. Again, there's these simple instructions that the deep eye always has available to you, and you just follow the golden breadcrumbs, and it's effective and responsive. And yet all of that, you know, it's, it's dropping all the judgment, all the conclusions. As Ajashanti says, faith is with, faith is the withholding of a conclusion that you allow what is to arise. Ego's constantly naming it. That didn't work out. That didn't go well. Oh, you know, quick to conclude, i.e. judge. I, I heard this sentence, this question recently, and I really, it's been working for me. And it, it was simply this question. Can any opinion be? Can an opinion be true? What happens for you, Hans, when I ask that question or we ponder it together? I think the very definition of opinion is that it can't be absolutely true. Is a subjective perspective. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but from an ego perspective, I love my opinions. Me too. You know, I just (laughs) love them. I feel they're smart (laughs) and they're clever and they're insightful. And, you know, if you could get my opinions, you know, blah, 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 blah. But if I'm a truth seeker and I really love the truth, my opinion is just an opinion. It's in the dualistic realm. It's right or wrong according to me, you know? But who is even me? It's it's whoever I've imagined myself to be as a separate, independent being. You know, all the ego needs to grow meaning all fear needs to grow, all of our sense of separation from one another in the world needs to grow. All ego needs is to believe it's a finite, separate person. So how how many of us believe we're finite and separate? And then the second thing the ego needs is a problem. That's all it needs. And I don't know about you, but I can make a problem out of anything. Anything can become a problem for me. Just anything. I'm so creative. So I I can live this whole life in a fear-based, a fear-oriented place just by believing I'm a separate being, a part, who's got a problem. What if that is the assumption and the premise that is completely born of fear, as I said before, false evidence appearing real. What if we all appear as many, but we are one life? And what if we dropped our belief 
Remember, it's not the thoughts you think, it's the thoughts you believe that are the problem, right? Thoughts can occur. That's just the thought realm. Thoughts thinking, thoughts thinking, thoughts thinking. But ego, mind attaching, mind attaching, mind attaching. Then, ah, that's my thought. That's my opinion. But what if we refrained from jumping on and attaching to and becoming mind identified with these thoughts? These thoughts, which is the only thing that produces our suffering, is the thoughts we think about what is. We think what is is producing my suffering. What is is producing my suffering. But it's the thoughts we think, the judgments we have, the opinions we hold. What if that became much less interesting to all of us? And we were more interested. You know, just look around the room you're in right now. Or the if you're out in nature, wherever you are, just look around. Just listen to whatever sounds you hear. That's where we want to become very, very interested. And the more we let this deeper movement of love as us in our oneness live this life, whose life is it anyway? Is it the life of the ego, the character, the actor I've claimed I am? Or is this the life, you know, I want to say just of love. It's incredible. And and I'm not living personally, non-dually, 24-7. I really do get caught in believing thoughts that produce my suffering. And yet, wow, you know, when I'm free of that, I know I'm home. And I pray for myself to live more and more free of believing my stressful thinking. So, Hans, I'm going to keep going with your question because it's, it's so good. So, you know, like you said, when you're maybe in a meditative state or you've read something inspirational, you know, maybe you are c- catching the light, the all is well sense of things. Maybe you enter into no complaint and then you think. You think about the stroke you had. You think the thought your health is compromised. You think about war and conflict in parts of the world. And how can all be well? How can wholeness and the non-dual perspective remain? And this is the part that I think is the most radical. And it's the part that is most difficult for me personally to talk about because 
I think it's impossible to talk about this without it being misinterpreted. I don't think words, re it's like the words are the finger pointing to the moon. So it's, it's kind of scary for me to even talk about this next part. I think because I, I, for much of my life have lived for approval, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is going to be scary. You know, this isn't, it's just going to be misinterpreted likely by someone somewhere, possibly anyway, but, but this is the thing. And I'll just go ahead and say it now that I've made that big, um, you know, preface, but it's like all of these things you've said, like stroke, you know, your doctor called it a stroke. And in the relative, you had a stroke. But that is just a label. Whatever experience you had is a phenomenon. It's just a phenomenon. And if we lived in a world where to have a so-called stroke was considered something that ranked you higher, that meant something wonderful about you, that you experience this phenomenon we call stroke because of an incredible quickening your soul is calling forth, you might be celebrating it. But because in our culture, we call it a compromised experience. We name it bad. Oh, now you're not ranking as high. You ranked higher before the stroke. Now you're ranking lower with the stroke. So how can you feel good about that? But in the non-dual field, there's no ranking. There's only connecting. So you connect to the sensations of this experience, neither good, neither bad. And we experience this as love. Now, maybe you want me to spit those words out of my mouth because Angela, you've not had a stroke and you don't know. And you know, how dare you imply this could be an expression of love. But, but that is the radical place we have to go. We have to, I mean, to live non-dually, to experience the phenomenon of all that we experience beyond our naming it good, bad, right, wrong, should, shouldn't, preferable, not preferable. You know, if everything is wildly acceptable as it is, if we could release categorizing everything, we'd be free to experience loving. You know, when I was pregnant and I was at my baby shower and it was just like a week or two until I was to give birth and it was a very, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was a very difficult time in certain ways in my life. I had never, I don't know, I had never imagined weirdly being a mother. I did intend to get pregnant with my husband, but it happened very fast. I, I think it happened all quicker than I thought it would. But I didn't know, I'd, I, I was, I don't know, the whole being married and even having a child, it was like, really, this is happening? I really planned on being once I had various supernatural experiences, I just thought I would be, you know, a, I would just, I love humanity. I'm going to 
humanity's going to be my friend. I'm going to befriend humanity. And I just didn't think I'd have much of a personal life in terms of family life, you know. So it was very hard for me to make that transition of like, now I'm going to not work or now I'm not going to see clients or how much time do I take off? So I remember a lot of stress. But anyway, at my baby shower, someone noticed that my right eye wasn't blinking. Like my left eye was blinking, but my right eye wasn't blinking. And I had had the worst headache the week before. And then I looked in the mirror and I saw like one whole side of my face wasn't wasn't acting like the other side. So the baby shower gets ended and I go to the emergency room and as they're checking me in, they're saying, you know, you know, this could possibly be a brain tumor. And I thought, wow. And for some reason, I don't know how, but I went into that non-dual space. And I will never forget sitting in that wheelchair, them you know, taking me down the corridor to this MRI. And like, I had never imagined having a brain tumor and, you know, having a baby. Like, what would that be like? Like, somehow, I guess it blew my mind. And I just felt this radical acceptance. And I felt so free. Like I could just stop trying to make it one way or another. Maybe I assumed a brain tumor would be like out of my control. And I think in the illusory state of believing I'm a finite being, I keep, I keep pretending, I keep tricking myself into believing so much is in my control. But, you know, that trip down that corridor being wheeled, was one of the best moments of my life. Like the effortlessness, the ease. I felt like such love for this person wheeling me. I, I'll never forget how I felt gliding in the wheelchair that I didn't even have to walk. And my husband was walking beside the you know, the person wheeling the wheelchair. And I can remember hearing his steps. Just like my heart being so warm. I was I just didn't judge. Now, it turned out that I did not have a brain tumor. And I had Bell's palsy. And that's when you have a nerve thing and half your face goes uh, uh, sort of paralyzed-ish. You know, I had to sleep with a Band-Aid on my eye so my eye would stay dry. And I couldn't sip out of a straw. It just had a few things like that. But when I gave birth, it all popped back into place. So I, I had that. But it was... It was somehow freeing. Now, you could say, well, Angela, you can afford to say that felt good because you didn't have any major repercussions from it. And maybe that's true. But I just know that life is phenomenally good when we don't judge it. And every word is a judgment in truth. Like I could say tree. Well, how is a tree a judgment? You know, we have to label things. Yes, but the minute we've labeled the tree a tree, now I look at the tree, I think tree, and my mind can go, I know what that is, tree. But 
in non-duality, you go beyond those labels. So yes, you function in the world, you know it's a tree, but you experience the tree as a phenomenon, as a living presence, as something that you're even one with. You know, so war, right? We all agree we know what war is. But, but, but what if we even drop that label? Where would we go? We might go to such a deeper space of compassion than we go to when we label it. So I'll leave it at that. But it's getting underneath all the labels, all the thinking, to presence, to you as presence, to you as non-judgmental, patient, compassionate, love, intelligence. So I'm going to pray around this. I don't know what will come forward, Hans. We'll see. Anything you want to say before we put this into prayer? Thank you for uh, all your thoughts. And funny that you mentioned affirmative prayer. I write every day affirmative prayer to me. And that's the moment where I connect with those, with those verities, like love is, God is, uh, wholeness is, and anything when I, it comes up. And, and at the end, you, you honed in exactly on my, on my struggle, and the struggle is words. Whenever we, create, a, use a word, we limit things, and then in this limitation is where the mind hooks into and says, look, uh, it's not that what you, it's the other and whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of desiring a wordless prayer or something like this. Yes, How do yes. you do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You know, I've, I've heard it said that the deepest prayer is silence, is the wordless prayer. And while I can see that is true, I know there is wordlessness even in the words. That each word is a capsule of energy that holds and contains the wordless, the non-dual, the love. How good it is to place my attention on that aspect of myself that appears as Hans, to know that where he is, that which is breathing him is breathing me and breathing you, and how good it is to connect in oneness. And in this prayer, what I offer to the prayer field, what I lay at the altar of the Holy Spirit of oneness, is our thoughts the dualistic thought field that would, how can I say it, that would, when we believe those thoughts, we think it cancels out the wholeness that is. So I'm knowing that where Hans is, there's a capacity to question every thought. That rather than a period at the end of 
sentences and opinions and judgments. There's just a question mark. Just a question mark. I bless Hans with a curious open mind. I bless Hans with an ever deeper awareness that it is doing him, that this love is doing him, that he can love the love that he is so much, that all false sense of self is surrendered, dissolved into the nothingness from which it comes. Where all the ways we exist in our thinking or in our head can just rest in our heart. That we might come home to the oneness that is. As I speak this word for, for Hans, I accept it for myself, I accept it for you. Freedom is the order of the day, liberation. I say thank you, dear God, for this and so much more. I let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So how wonderful it is. Isn't it amazing how every time we come together, uh, every time we come together, you know, the movement of prayer moves in a particular way. So does anyone else have a request they would like to bring into this episode? Okay, we'll go here. Uh, it looks like a phone number. Uh, the last four digits is uh, 3296. If you're, if you're talking, you might still be muted. Hi, I just unmuted. Hi. Hi. This is Mary. Hi, um, Mary. You prayed with me last week at my request um, when I was having symptoms. And I thank you for that prayer. And um, you asked me at that time, who would I be without those symptoms? And I answered in that moment that I didn't know. And that is still... The truth, or that is still an answer. And during the week, many things came up. And um, yesterday, many, many experiences came forth um, with a knowing that who I would be without the symptoms would be love and light, a deeper, greater expression of love and light of my true beingness of God, of living fully, and also came um, deep um, um, uh, 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 um, regret, deep melancholy and regret, a kind of 
uh, it's a laughable thing because it's a silly thing, a kind of, wow, coulda, woulda, that could have been this, that, or the other, and an experience of um, uh, the an underlying experience underneath be all of this that I will not, I don't know why, I just will not fully explain it now, but... Um, my prayer, and I feel as though I have in the past processed things I had been told um, that were not good things, um, that, sep- that I was, act- anyway, that were not good things. And I thought I had released them and let them go, and they are coming up yet again. So my prayer is to turn be with me that I am strengthened in turning all of this over to source energy yet again um, I guess that's my only prayer that all of this um, these picture images these experiences this regret um that I turn it over to God, to source energy. Yeah, beautiful. And you know, Mary, you know, I think about what you think you're saying, or I ponder it, I contemplate it, and you know, even things we've processed that we think we've processed, we've worked through in therapy. You know, the body, the psyche may have held trauma response to those things. And as you tap in and touch who I would be without thinking it should be different than the way, than it is right now, without, as you were saying, your symptoms. And you, you got that I would be love and light. And then that's followed by, as you say this, melancholy and regret you know it's like if you can experience what you're referring to as melancholy and regret it's just the unwinding of trauma the unwinding of yet another layer and maybe this is it just letting it unwind and let it unwind in the love and the light that you are that no thing needs to be pushed away, that this love and light that you are, that I am, it's all inclusive. Now, meaning it's all inclusive, it includes everything, everything. I can bring my anger, my regret, my worry, everything to it, and the light affects it deeply. I let the light affect it, but my finite mind, my identity who I am as an individual person with a problem, egoically, that part of me is not inclusive. It's exclusive. This doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. This can't be part of this picture. That can't. It spits out and spits out and spits out experiences. But the light and love that we are, the light and love, Everything, even the melancholy, becomes beautiful. 
even the regret becomes gorgeous. And you let it be, not think, think, thinking it, but you let the sensations of that move through you and unwind. So, do you understand, Mary? I just, I just unmuted myself again. Um, yes, there is an understanding. Let, let us pray. Okay. This prayer that we're all doing for Mary, and we're, as I always say, we're doing it for ourselves as we do it for Mary. This is really a prayer of non-resistance. Allowing whatever comes up to be included in the light and the love that each of us really is. And Tetnot Han had a beautiful meditation around this. He would say, ah, oh, my regret, welcome, welcome, my good, 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 good friend. Ah, oh, melancholy, oh, come, sit even closer to me, sit even closer. Now, 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 yes, yes, yes. Where we welcome every single part of us, like a lost child that needs to come and be welcomed home to the heart to the love, to the light that each of us is. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful accepting something magnificent is happening right where Mary is, where you are, where I am. I bless Mary, I bless us all in non-resistance, in this inclusiveness, in us being in our divine right nature of love and light, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming what is. Withholding conclusions so we let what is arise, so be it, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mary. Well, darlings, beloveds, that concludes our hour of prayer power on this day. Uh, and I just welcome you into our closing prayer. And it's a closing prayer for our hour of prayer power, but it's a liftoff and a launching us into the non-dual realm of our own being for a miraculous, miraculous week to come. Let us pray. What a joy it is to open the mind. Oh, how imprisoning it is to live in these little cages we build for ourselves called the ego. With all of our ranking ways of measuring, all of our categorization, this is in the good group, this is in the bad group, this is in, uh, okay, it could go either way. This is right. This is wrong. Well, this is what should. I've got a whole library of shoulds and shouldn'ts. I've got a whole library of um, what's wrong and what's right. Maybe an entire university is dedicated to the belief in missed opportunities, right? So we're here in the light and love of the deep I, of the I am that I am, of the isness, the amness. And we're just opening our minds to the possibility 
that all these categorizations might be based on nothing real, nothing true. Might have a lot of gusto back of it, but it doesn't mean it's true. Can an opinion be true? I know opinion can seem pretty darn right or wrong, but can an opinion be true? When we pray, we're interested in truth. What is true beyond all labels and all thinking and all experiencing the thoughts we think? What is the presence of God as you, as me? What is it like? What might happen if we bowed, if you will, submitted, surrendered to non-dual living this week, to living in the question mark rather than the period, to living in the I don't know mind rather than the I know, I know, I know. I realize we have a lot of reactions that come up, right? Like we believe something's wrong before we even realize it often. And then we react to that. So we'd have to just breathe through all those reactions. And love what is free of the I know mind. I name this week miraculous for you, blessed for you, deeply, deeply blessed and deeply miraculous. And I name it deeply blessed and deeply miraculous for me. In addition, I name it deeply blessed and deeply miraculous for those that we have an emotional investment in in our lives, those we love. So just allow yourself to think of any loved ones, anyone going through a challenge. Could you with me hold space for them? Deeply blessed, deeply miraculous. And now might we go beyond even those that we hold dear and near to us in our lives personally and know deeply blessed and deeply miraculous week ahead for people and places and situations beyond our geographic area. And this is our prayer for the world, the world that we call my world and the world that we share. I accept the power of prayer is upon us. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome to unmute if you would like. Thank you. Thank you. Bless Thank you. Thank you. Bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Much. Thank you, Angela. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.